Welcome to episode 177 of the Various and Sundry Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Harmon, joined live from the Vault Studio on the beautiful campus of Grace College and Theological Seminary by my good friend, my colleague, my co-host, and the man who survived the urban jungle known as Manhattan and New York City, John Scott Sloat. Doc, what's happening? This feels weird to be back in the studio. It's been 22 days since we've been on the microphone. Yeah. Since our marathon sesh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And sadly, we may have to do, do another. that again soon. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. So, yes. But, well, it's good to be back in the studio. Yep. Yeah. Lots happened. Yep. Graduation happened. Uh, yeah. Graduation. Anything interesting happened at your ceremony that you were at? No. My new role. Do you want to know what my role at graduation is? Sure. My my new role at graduation is we outline a number of VIPs who are at graduation, and my role is to escort them to their seats and make sure they're doing okay. Okay. But once the ceremony starts, I'm done, and I can leave. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my role is a little different. Mm-hmm. Um. I have to read the names. Yes, yes. That, when did you take on that responsibility? I mean, when was I voluntold that I was doing that? That was last year. Yeah. Okay, so last year was the first year. Yeah. And any any really tricky names this year? As far as I know, I did okay. Though the, uh, the near disaster was uh, I forgot to bring reading glasses. And I'm right on the cusp of I can do this without, but it's riskier. So, so I, how far out were you having the whole well, paper? Well, I, I, I managed to to borrow some from somebody. Somebody came through in the clutch. Too. Are reading glasses interchangeable? Yeah, they're just – they're basically just magnifiers. Is that what – there's no prescription involved? No. Really? Yeah, that's why you can go to like Walgreens and there's a whole rack of them. You just buy it by how much magnification you want. Really? Yes. You're not, you're not aware of no, this? No, no. I had no clue. I thought reading glasses were uh, – we're by prescription. No. No, I mean I can go to Wal- Wal- Walgreens or CVS or anywhere basically and they have a whole rack of reading glasses based on magnification level. So, so like one – However much you need. Yeah. So like – Interesting. I, yeah. I mean I, I use very light ones like either 1.25 or one and a half magnification. Interesting. So uh, I did manage to borrow some. So crisis averted there. Mm. But uh, – and then, you know, I did also get to uh, turn the tassel of my son Jake when oh, he graduated. Yeah. Yeah. So. Jake in Indiana. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure they can't figure out who he yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was fun. Um, let's do our standard here. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can reach out to us on Twitter at VNSPod. Email the show, variousandsundrypodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. And we'd love a five-star rating and a review. We did have someone reach out to us and suggest that during our absence would have been a grand time for us to have the Mrs. Various and Sundry mm. podcast. Um, but um, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but my sense is – our wives are on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum on this. 
My wife is desperate to get on the show. Your wife has no interest in being on the show. Andrea's willing. Uh, I think she would want a script. She'd want to know questions that she was going to be asked and she would not want to deviate from those questions. I see. Uh, And her answers to those questions. I see. The other thing I think about is both of our wives are uh, Luddite-ish. And so Mm -hmm. I think the the, like recording board would really throw them for a loop. Like how does this function? How do I turn it on? Why does it need an SD card? It's a big enough piece of equipment. Why does it just record internally? Um, Things like that I think would throw them for a loop without you and I here to do the technology for them. Yeah, I think someone would need to help them with the technology. I think that's right. So, yeah, that, those are those are my insights okay. into that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so, um, although yeah. my wife did listen to the uh, things our families make fun of us for, and, episode. and what was the feedback? What what kind? Of, I know you've gotten some feedback from this episode, as have I. What? Uh, um, People are very concerned about my bird habits. <laughs> yes. Um, and in part, I go like, don't don't look too closely into the sun. You know, you, you know, th- the rabbit hole goes pretty deep to mix metaphors there. But okay, yeah, that that's probably the most feedback I've gotten. All right, what feedback have you gotten? Um, my my younger son would like to clarify that he does not give me uh, trash for being a mediocre high school athlete. Oh, you get he gets lumped in with uh, – With my older son, yes. Mm. Yes. John in Indiana. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I think uh, I think they – there was nothing on there that they're like, oh, that's crazy. That never happens. Like especially the um, getting teased for being shorter than them. Hmm. But, um, but yeah, I um, I think that was a good episode. That was fun. Yeah, from what I remember, twenty two days ago. Yeah, recording no kidding, it. no kidding. Um, all right, uh, Paro. What's also funny is you know three weeks ago when we recorded, it was what like forty eight degrees and overcast, and now today's a beautiful summer day. Yeah, seventy five, eighty degrees. Yeah, it's great. Loving it. And students are gone. Campus is empty. Yep. Very quiet. The summer chill. Yeah. Chillness of campus has begun. Yeah. You know, I was so um, running around crazy at the end of the, of the semester between finishing the semester academically, grading papers, preparing for graduation, uh, preparing for the installation service of Zach in Ohio. Yeah. And preparing to leave the country for two weeks that when I got home from the trip – it finally hit me like, oh, it's the summer now. Like I, I'm in summer mode. I'm not like – I'm not in this like pressure cooker of there's an immediate deadline for something tomorrow oh, yeah. or something like that. Hmm. So anyway, uh, you ready to talk some sports? Sure. So we have been gone for a few weeks, meaning that we haven't talked sports. And so the probably the biggest story in the NBA obviously is – You've got the conference finals, both at 3-0, and both of them three mm. games to nothing. So Nuggets up on the Lakers, 3-0, and uh, the, the Heat 
up on the Celtics 3-0. That's surprising. It makes me feel a little bit better about the Knicks losing to them. But Yeah, it's so weird. Though I do remember, and I want to give you credit for this, I remember at the beginning of the playoffs mm-hmm. when we talked about the play-in tournament, one of the things you said is I think to, to really validate its, its um, legitimacy, you're going to need to have somebody who plays in it make a deep run. Mm-hmm. And here you go. Yeah. The Heat. The Heat have made a really – and they're, they're playing really good basketball right I mean, now. They're, I mean unless something unprecedented happens, the Heat are going to be playing in the NBA Finals. Yep. It's Heat Nuggets. Yep. Because in the NBA at least, there's never been a team come back from a 3-0 playoff deficit. Well, and at the beginning of the playoffs, I believe I called Lakers-Celtics yeah. Finals, yeah. which I'm, I'm now going to be wrong about most likely. But, I mean, you got two teams in the conference finals. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, I'm, you know, there's part of me that's like, good for you, Nuggets. You know, yeah. uh, Jokic feels like he gets put on the back burner of the NBA. Yeah, I I would like to see the Nuggets win. Um, you know, in terms of preference out of those four teams who I want to win an NBA title, I'd probably go Nuggets, Lakers, Celtics, Heat. I cannot stand the Heat. Yeah. A- any team that doesn't use an S at the end of their name just really drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Though I will acknowledge um, Eric Spolstra is a fen- phenomenal coach. Mm-hmm. I think I way undersold him when he had Bosch and Wade and LeBron. You're like, gosh, just roll the basketball out there and they could probably win a title. Yeah. But – since LeBron left and that team kind of dismantled, he has consistently had them in the playoffs and make runs. Mm-hmm. Well, so, they were in the finals a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think I, I think I underestimated how good of a coach he is. Uh, let's see. Did you watch any of the PGA Championship over the weekend? I know Brooks Kepka won. Uh, on the program we refer to him as Bruce Kepka. Bruce Kepka. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, Kepka, uh, I I know he won, yeah, uh, but I did not I did not watch it. See, I only watched the very. Uh, I probably watched the last ten, ten or eleven holes on Sunday. Okay, and uh, did you follow it or read anything about this Michael Brooks? Nope, the, the tour pro. Nope. So it was the PGA Championship, and so there's a way for. These sort of club pros. So, you know, you go to a golf club and they have a, a tour pro on sure. staff there. And they can all play into this yeah. tournament. And there's a play in mechanism for them to get there. So this guy made it to the tournament and he finished 15th, which is one of the highest finishes ever. That's great. Yeah. I mean, this this guy is not a like full time professional like PGA tour. He's not golfer. on tour. He's not on tour. Yeah. Yep. And, um, it was just a remarkable story and he uh, – part of what sort of added to the legend is he had a hole in one on – I think it was 15, 15 or 16. And it was – it was uh, like he dunked it. Like it didn't like land on the green and roll in. Like he flew it in. Nice. And because he couldn't fully see it. Like, you know, the crowd just erupts and goes crazy. And he's thinking, oh, I just hit it close. 
And so like Rory McIlroy is playing in his group, comes up, hugs him like, you know, and he's still like, what's happening here? And he's walking like 20 yards down the fairway and he turns around and goes, did it go in? <laughs> yeah, it went in. Oh, that's too funny. So yeah, just a, just a fun story. And by finishing 15th, he gets an exemption to play again next year oh, in, that's in great. the PGA Championship. So just a cool kind of- I'm sure the prize winnings for 15th is pretty good. Yeah, well. I would think so. I would think so. More than his salary. Probably. At, uh, at yeah. the local club. Yeah. Yeah. So a fun little story there. Uh, what's going on with your Mets? So have you- have you? I have kept... no clue. Literally okay. no clue. Uh, so they were, they were trash for most of the time you were out of the country. Okay. So while you were gone, they lost three or four series in a row to bad teams. Uh Cincinnati Reds, sorry, Steve. Um, you know, th- there's a handful of teams they lost series to. Yeah. Well, they limped into a series against the Tampa Bay Rays, who do – you, do you know what's going on with them? I I don't. As that series started, they'd only lost 10 games this year. Okay. Uh, so they were the best team in baseball. And somehow the Mets took two of three from them. All right. Uh, Pete Alonso played with the flu. Some people are calling it the flu game. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and they came back. They won two of three, and now they just swept the Indians. Excuse me, the Guardians. And uh, sorry, Nate in Ohio. Yeah, that's tough. And uh, yeah, things are looking up at the moment. They're getting healthy. They're starting to hit again. So it's a long season. Okay, that's that's really the update. They were playing like trash. They weren't even fun to watch. Baseball is such a long season. Yep. All right. Um, let's go ahead and move on. Yep. We should, uh, remind people that we are doing the summer read. We are reading Brian Rosner's book, Finding Yourself, or sorry, How to Find Yourself. Why Looking Inward is Not the Answer. Um, and we will discuss on the next episode, the first, uh, five chapters, which is part one. Yeah. So we had a discussion pre-pod about whether we were going to do the parts or individual chapters equally. And I think parts just made more sense. It did. It did. So that's part one, uh, five chapters. What did we say it was? Like 70 70 pages? Yeah. Yeah. That's doable. So that's the game plan there. All right. John, it's time for us to do a recap of our travels. Okay. We were both out of – town. I was out of the country. You pr- basically were by being in New York City. <laughs> so um, yeah, let's re- – so reminding our listeners, you were in New York City. I was in London and in Brussels. Okay. And so this is us just kind of recapping, hitting highlights. And we haven't really done this yet with one another. No. Much other than just, like – Just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Um so yeah, yeah. Do you want to go back and forth? Sure. I uh, logged in this morning to write mine, and I noticed you had yours down. So I just picked the same number. It's fine. Um, Again, this is a suggested. I mean, it's very free flowing. Obviously, you're not you know required to stick to the script. Yeah. In fact, uh, <laughs> I just I just added another one in my head that I'll try to work in elsewhere. But uh, yeah, do you want me to go first? Sure. Why not? Okay. So the first full day we had there, mm-hmm. uh, we were in New York City. We stayed on the Upper West Side at the YMCA, actually. Okay. They had hotel rooms that were real cheap, and the mattresses were 
real, real thin. thin. <laughs> uh, but we went out to Brooklyn. We went out to a neighborhood called Crown Heights. Do you know about Crown Heights? I don't. It is one of the largest Hasidic Jewish neighborhoods in the country. Okay. Uh, and we actually paid for a three-hour tour with a Hasidic rabbi. Hmm. Interesting. And let me tell you, that was fascinating. <laughs> First of all, this guy was probably 27. Oh, a young guy. He was young. He wasn't an old man, which is kind of what I was expecting. Yeah. But he invited us into his mother's house, and they had this big dining room table – and she made us all these like Jewish cookies and mm-hmm. uh, 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 lemon loaf and all these things. It was fantastic. Okay. Uh, talked about the Jewish religion, talked about uh, the commandments, talked about the Talmud, uh, talked about – we went into – his mother gave us a tour of her kosher kitchen. Hmm. Fascinating. And then we just started walking around the neighborhood and he's like showing us things. We went into like this – uh, we were upstairs at the synagogue where the men from like 14 to like 21 were studying the Talmud and arguing about it for eight hours a day. Hmm. Okay. And all the men of that age were in there. We went to like a scroll repair shop, which is probably not what they would say, but but in, uh, but somebody who was like repairing the scrolls in a, to make sure that the law wasn't corrupted or lost or anything. So Interesting. It was wild. It was yeah. it was absolutely wild. And did he know you were a, from a Christian? Yep. Organization from a Christian university. Yep. Okay. Yep. We talked about that a little bit. Um, but he was he was he was really friendly. I mean, wore the hat and had oh, yeah. the had the had the uh, suit on and everything. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. It was it was fascinating. It was absolutely fascinating. Yeah. So. Uh, our first full day in London was um, was a fun day because we connected with Ben, our incoming um, – Not the clock. Not the clock. Though we did take pictures with Ben in front of Big Ben. And I hear the scaffoldings down yeah, around Yeah, Big you can ben. actually see it. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So uh, Ben, soon to be in Winona Lake – Ben currently in England, but uh, he is uh, – so he came down to London for the day and just kind of acted as our kind of informal guide. That's great. Around the city. That was a lot of fun. So we did the – Students respond well to Ben? Oh, they love Ben. Good. So we did the uh, – kind of the loop where we kind of started at Parliament in Big Ben and then uh, went over to Westminster Abbey. Actually went inside Westminster Abbey, which – and I did the tour. Oh, you paid for a full tour. Well, we had the London Pass, which is oh, one of these. Oh, you got the London Pass. We did. Interesting. And it was totally worth it. Really? Yes. Interesting. Totally worth it. So we got to go inside. And part of what was cool about that was in Westminster Abbey. So we were there on the 9th. No, the 10th. So that's like four days after the coronation of King Charles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which happened in Westminster Abbey. Yep. And so they still had things set up for that. Hmm. So they still had the special platform that he was on and just like – so like oh, right there's the chair where he sat and he was – where he was coronated. Like just very cool to be there very that cool. soon after it. But um, 
yeah, just a fun day walking around with Ben, uh, hitting up Borough Market. Sorry, Borough Market. Borough Market. And nice. uh, massive food court area and that kind of stuff. So a lot of fun that day. A lot of fun today. So that's where I'll start. Okay. Okay. Uh, my next one is we went to uh, – this is going to sound like it's going to be lame and made fun of on a sitcom someday. But <laughs> we went to a spoken word uh, – a Ukrainian spoken word event. Hmm. So it, it took place in an art gallery um, and there were all these chairs set up. And so we sat down in these chairs and then these five uh, – Ukrainians walked out and all sat in chairs and they sort of each told uh, a little bit about their story and what it's like to be Ukrainian. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was all – they interspersed one another. They asked one another questions, all planned, all scripted, but all their true stories. And uh, like there was one guy who grew up in Detroit, Michigan, who was Ukrainian, Mm -hmm. who had kept this traditional Ukrainian instrument – he and his family were some of the last players of this instrument and kind of kept this alive. And when the Soviets left Ukraine and Ukraine declared its independence, the Ukrainian government invited him back and he traveled the country teaching people to play this instrument again. Huh. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so there was that. There was another guy who grew up during the Cold War on Long Island and uh, talked about like constantly being confused with Russians <laughs> and how much he was like – how much he was just like sort of socially kept at arm's length from friends. Sure. And then there – I mean there was there was one woman. She had quite the story where she was like a, a Ukrainian singer and was brought to Moscow and was like singing for the Russian leaders and how they were just – she talked about how they were all just strung out on drugs and hmm. all sorts of stuff. And then there was one uh, – there was one uh, uh, young woman who talked about being a news reporter when the bomb started falling in Ukraine just a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was fascinating. Hmm. That was absolutely fascinating. So that was – that and the, the Hasidic Jewish tour were probably the two most popular events we had on our, on our schedule. Okay. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with our – the next one I'm going to go with is our day in Oxford. Mm. So we took the train. This is a whole thing. Apparently in in, uh, in England, they decide we're just going to do a strike. The rail workers decide we're going to do a strike and they like randomly kind of pick days. Well, we didn't know that our day that we were going to Oxford is one of those days where they are oh, on strike. Goodness gracious. So the train that's supposed to take us from London to Oxford is not operating. So we had to find basically – Ended up being able to take a train to another stop and then catch a replacement bus that takes that took us to Oxford. So it worked. We got there. But it was a big thing. Yeah. Um, but our tour guide there, he was fantastic. Hmm. Uh, took us around the campus at Oxford as well as the city and um, knew his stuff. And so we, we, we met up with him. And so I'm walking with him and he's asking about our group and I'm telling him where we're from. And he's like, oh, wait, you guys are Christians? Yeah, yeah. It's a Christian university and, you know, we're all Christians. And he's like, oh, so I can talk about God. Uh, Please do. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we're we're very pro-God. We we, we would like that, yes. Um, And so – he was just fascinating. He talked he talked about the spiritual climate there at Oxford and 
um, as well as just the the history of um, you know the fo- the focus was on C.S. Lewis and Tolkien, nice as well as he showed us spots where they filmed scenes from Harry po- the Harry Potter films. Oh, of course, and yeah, got uh, to yeah. So that was just fascinating. But he was he was an interesting guy because he had graduated from Oxford many years ago, mid nineties. So he's about my age, basically. Okay. Um, but now is a photographer, like a, a self-employed photographer, lives like 15, 20 miles outside of Oxford in the in the countryside. Um, but he he had worked in publishing. He was in uh, he was in New York on nine eleven, working in New York. Whoa! And so uh, yeah, just yeah, fascinating insights about. American culture and that kind of thing, but um, yeah, he was he was terrific. He showed us um, spots related to. There's a spot as you're walking around Oxford where there's the lamppost that inspired Lewis for, for Narnia. The, yeah, for Narnia. Yep. Um, that was fascinating. Showing us, you well, know, Tolkien lived over there. Lewis lived over there. Here's the pub where they would hang out. Um, but he was a he was a charismatic Catholic. Yeah, those are those are because that's becoming more and more popular. And a big fan of Bethel and Hill songs. I'm like, hmm, that's um, quite that's quite the mixture. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. But just a fascinating guy. I I, I have already recommended him to somebody else going to Oxford for a tour. Hmm. Like he's he's really good. Fun. Really good. So, yep, day in Oxford. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, we connected while we were in New York. So the focus of the trip was supposed to be on vocation. Mm-hmm. And so we connected with uh, the VACA Center or the VOCA Center, depending mm-hmm. on where you put the per- pronunciation. Uh, but their president, CEO, executive director, however you want to the, – the, the honcho, uh, sat down with our group for two hours mm-hmm. and did a workshop at a – WeWork conference room, which I had never been to before. And so you familiar with WeWork? No. Uh, so they basically provide workspace around cities. OK. Uh, that but, you can then go in and rent for like a day, yep, a week, exactly. an, an hour or two hours, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, now, I don't know the full story, but something collapsed with WeWork at some point in the last five or seven years, <laughs> and it was bad news. There's some – sense of the company being back. But we met there and he just – he was just great. Our students walked away going like, I had never heard some of that stuff before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm willing to bet some of it you have. <laughs> but he You did. just weren't paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, – That's good. But he was really, really good. Going to try to have him on campus this year if I can get him. <laughs> yeah. Or if uh, the powers that be let us get him. There you go. There you go. Uh, let's see where to go to next. Um, yeah, I'll mention this one. This is a shorter one, but uh, this is still in London. But um, the uh, on the free day, I joined up with a few students and we did a tour of London Stadium, okay. which is where the Olympics were. Yeah, 2012. Yep. And is now currently the home of uh, the West Ham uh, football so, club. Yep. And that was just a fascinating tour. Like I'm not a, I'm not a, I think it's well documented on the program. I'm not the biggest soccer fan, 
but uh, yeah, just fascinating to go in and see the see the facility, and uh, ended up walking around with this guy and his son. This guy had um, uh, season tickets, and mm. so within like five minutes of talking with this guy, he's and he's talking with my son, who is a big West Ham fan, hmm. and uh, he's like, "Oh, well, the next time you're around, like." I'll get. I'll help you get. I'll get you tickets. I have season tickets. And you're like, okay, like you know, sometimes somebody might say that. He's like, sure. Yeah, get my contact information afterwards. And then like five minutes again later, he's like, no, really. Like he mentions it again. So my son connected with this guy, just really, really neat guy. Um, but, <laughs> but this is funny. So, um, so my son and and his uh, lovely girlfriend Autumn. We're doing this tour with us and um, at the end, we're saying goodbye to him. And so I reach across – like we were in the, like, the gift, the, like the gift shop. Mm-hmm. I reach across – like there's a table of like merchandise between us. So I reach across, shake his hand. Well, Autumn is in the same row as him. And so he goes to say goodbye to her and she kind of tentatively starts to put her hand out and it's like he's not going for the handshake. Uh. Goes for the kiss on the cheek. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh <It's> my like... <laughs> gosh. So oh, that was goodness. just a, like, whoa, what just happened there? Like, okay. Oh goodness. <laughs> Chalk that up to cultural differences, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So, oh my goodness. Anyway, that was um, fun. So this next one was actually based on a listener recommendation. Okay. Uh Steven Cincinnati uh hooked me up with one of his business associates mm-hmm. who lives in New York who uh, uh, I believe was born in Hong Kong and has lived his whole life in New York, gave us a tour of Chinatown. Yes, I remember you talking about doing this, yeah. And uh, he was a fascinating guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he kept coming over to me. He knew we were a religious group, and he kept yeah. coming to me going like, hey, is it okay if I tell him about this? Yeah. And every time <laughs> I just went, sure, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, but it was things like, and this is one of the more tame ones, that corner right there is where the movie Gangs of New York was based off of. One of the most dangerous corners in America at the time. Uh, that building right there was one of the largest – I'm trying to think of ways to phrase this with children in the car. Um, Places where people of ill repute might spend time? Houses of pleasure. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's the safest, but any. brothel? Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I might have gone with brothel. Ma- maybe. Um, <laughs> was the largest in America. Um, he was a little concerned. He was planning to show us the largest Buddha in America. Okay. It's in New York, which I did not know. Um, but he goes, hey, my wife thought you guys might be offended if I showed you a Buddha. But is that going to be a problem? I was like, no. Please, please do. And let me tell you, that Buddha was huge. I mean, just massive. <laughs> yeah. So. Interesting. Tour of Chinatown. Yeah. Um, so I've mentioned several from London. want to give uh, some some love to Brussels as well. So I had been to London before with you on the previous yep. mystery trip. But I'd never been to Brussels. And so um, I loved, first of all, being able to do the train from London to Brussels, going under the English Channel, the Chuddle. Nice. That was fun. And then through the French countryside and on into uh, on into Bel- Belgium and, and Brussels. I hear things are expensive in Brussels. Is that? They are. They are. Yeah. yeah. More so than London? Uh, probably a little bit. I think that's probably fair. 
Um, but while we were in Brussels, we did a day trip to Bruges, mm-hmm. which is northwest a little bit of um, of Brussels, about an hour by train. And it's a beautiful, old, kind of like classical-looking European city. It's a smaller city, hmm. but it has very much the old European look about it. And you could take this – we took this canal tour. So it's 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 nowhere near on the scale of like a Venice. Sure. But it has extensive canals where you can take a boat tour and they point out you know different buildings and that kind of stuff. And um, it was fascinating. We were there – uh, the day before um, Ascension Day, which we as American Christians don't tend to celebrate. Sure. But like the Ascension Day is apparently like the biggest day in the city of Bruges all year. So they were setting up for this massive festival that they Interesting. do. Um, but it's just a beautiful, quaint, uh, old-looking European city, buildings that date from, you know, the 1200s, the 1300s and – that's awesome. Yeah. Hmm. Absolutely. If you if you make it to Brussels, it's worth the day trip to get up to Bruges. Um, how many more you want to do? Um, maybe uh, one more each. You okay. go with that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am going to choose bagels. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Just about every morning, just about, I had some form of a delicious – New York City bagel, uh, hmm. different f- flavors, mm-hmm. varieties with yeah. a schmear. Of um, course. <laughs> uh, and let me tell you, they're just so good. Yeah. There's something about them. Okay. They're just amazing. Okay. New York City bagels, H&H or Broad and Nash or hmm. there's they're very, 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 very good bagels. Gotcha. In New York. Okay. Interesting. Well, I'm also going to go on a food uh, angle here, but uh, I'm going to save one particular food experience for the one thing I liked. Mm. But uh, the food in uh, in Brussels was very good. They had a lot of these like uh, smaller kind of mom and pop-ish kind of storefronts around the Grand Place. The Grand Place is this massive like – center market kind of courtyard area um, that's famous there in Brussels. And I had an amazing gyro hmm. from, a Greek, from a Greek place. Lamb? I think it was pork. Interesting. It's still delightful. Hmm. You, know you're, you, you know you're in good shape when you go into one of these places and they've got the meat like on a spit and they're going to shave it off. Like then you know you're probably oh, yeah. in the right place. Well, that's I think that's – Generally, how gyro you get the meat from a ideally, yes, ideally, or a euro, however you pronounce it. Yeah. So, um, but uh, so you mentioned your accommodations, hotel at the YMCA. Mm -hmm. Um, We had pretty good accommodations. Our Airbnb in London was a little small um, for fourteen people, Mm -hmm. but our place in Brussels was. Beautiful, like hmm. out of a storybook kind of beautiful. Oh, fun! Kind of. I'll have to show you pictures. Yeah, but, um, yeah, just remarkable, and had a great host, Philippe. Philippe. So we got there, and he took us. I, I think he spent he spent an hour with me, taking me around the house, telling me the history of the house, giving me instructions. Then he walked the 
like six minutes to the bus stop to show me exactly where it was um, to the point where <laughs> some people on our in our group texted me, are you still alive? <laughs> like they wondered if Philippe had taken me off and killed me quietly somewhere in the in the neighborhood. But um, yes, and I think I mentioned off off uh, off show here. Uh, had some transportation issues there in in Belgium with uh, the public transit system. Mm. Not a fan. Yeah, not a fan. Not nearly the same level as uh, as that in London. Even with the strike in London. Even with the strike in London, hmm. yes. Yep. Yeah. How did you mainly get around? Subway. Okay. New York City subway is pretty easy to navigate. Yeah. Um, yeah, relatively easy to navigate. Yeah. I mean, Google Maps for the win in terms of navigating Absolutely. international cities. I mean, Absolutely. it's just remarkable. It's very good in New York, down to the minute. It's, yeah. It's good. Yeah. I think uh, it, it would be – Way more challenging to do something like this without Google Maps. Like it could be done. Oh yeah, but it would it'd be more complicated. Absolutely. So, all right. I think we should probably move on, John. Don't you think? Yep. Time now for this day in sports history. This day in sports history, 1948. Uh, future baseball. Hall of Fame center fielder Joe DiMaggio hits three consecutive home runs as the Yankees. Edge the Indians six to five at Cleveland Stadium. Yeah, Joe DiMaggio three home runs, only win by a run. Jolton Joe. Uh, Twenty thirteen, Patrick Wah. I figured you'd get that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know Patrick Wah, spelled Roy, but Patrick yeah. Wah uh, <laughs> is named head coach of the Colorado Avalanche, his former team where he won two Stanley Cups. Yeah, he was a good goaltender. He was, although he would break down occasionally and give up like. Five or six goals. Anyway, 2018, uh, NFL owners approve NFL national anthem policy whereby players required to stand if they choose to be on the field for pregame presentations. All right. 2021, uh, PGA Championship uh, in men's golf at uh, the Ocean Course at uh, Kiowa Island. <laughs> sure. Did I pronounce that right? Maybe. Uh, that's in South Carolina. Is it? I don't know. Yes, I'm pretty. I'm like ninety percent sure. Phil Mickelson becomes the oldest major winner in history. Uh, wins his sixth major by two strokes over uh, uh, Bruce Kepka <laughs> and uh, Louis Oosthuizen. Louis Oosthuizen. Oosthuizen. <laughs> um, do you remember? I remember a time when Phil Mickelson. It was like, oh, they can't win a major. Yeah. Can't do it. And now, yeah, six. Good old lefty. Yeah. Good old lefty. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. The pickings were a little bit slim as I did the the prep for this. Do you have a preference as you look at that? Um, Maybe Joe DiMaggio. I'm good with that. I like uh, Jolton Joe. Uh, you know, as much as I despise the Yankees. Uh, He's a cultural icon, man. He, he is. Um, okay. You good with that? Yeah, I think so. One thing you liked. Okay, uh, so I mentioned that we had time in New York City with the VACA or VOCA Center, depending on how you pronounce it. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, that caused me to engage their uh, podcast network. And so they have a couple of podcasts. One that I'd like to highlight today, uh, Resilient Faith at Work, Hmm. Uh, the Resilient Faith at Work podcast. Uh, Really, really good. Uh, They 
uh, just kind of regularly say, we're trying to bring wisdom to work um, and how you think about work, how you do your work. So they're, they're tackling questions like, all right, what do you do when you don't have much motivation for your work? What do you do mm-hmm. when you have a terrible manager at work? What do you do when you, uh, what do you, do when you have uh, terrible people that work for you at work? Like, what, what do you do? Okay. Um, and so helpful things and bringing godly wisdom along with that. All right. So for me, I'm going to go with waffles. Mm. I'm going to be honest. I was a little skeptical that the waffles would live up to the hype. I was wrong. (laughs) They were amazing. So two particular places. So uh, in Brussels, we went to this place. uh, I think it's a little bit of a chain, but it's called uh, Maison Dandoy, I believe is how it's pronounced. Okay. And – I had a waffle there that was that was covered in like a caramel sauce. Okay. Great start, right? Yeah. Whipped topping. Okay. And caramel ice cream. Oh my goodness. It was amazing. So do they do waffles as breakfast food or is it strictly dessert <laughs> over there? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, it was kind of a make your own. But this was a special one that they had. They had a specific name that I can't remember. But it was delicious. Mm. Now, so, what, what set it apart? Was it the ice cream? Was the waffle crispy? The waffle was really was really good. Um, the caramel sauce was a salted caramel as well. So, I like salted caramel. Yeah. Yeah. Just hard and, to beat. And the 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 whipped cream was clearly like. Homemade in the sense of mm. freshly made, not yeah, like yeah, yeah. out of a can or something. Like delightful. Hmm. And then when we were in Bruges, we went to a place called uh, Lizzie's Waffles. Now, this was recommended to me by my nephew who'd been to to Belgium in the spring, and it was probably even better. Hmm. It, it the the waffle was ginormous, hmm. and um. So and we got waited on by Lizzie herself. Really, and she was such a character. So someone is asking. So we're, we're looking at the menu, and basically you pick a waffle, and then you like add on toppings, you know. And so one of the guys on the trip says to her, um, "So I see here on on the menu that getting that syrup is an option. Should I get that?" And she gets this like offended look on her face. It's like no. No. Like, why would you do that? Like, why would you ruin a perfectly good waffle with by syrup. putting syrup on it? Was chicken an option? <laughs> it was not. I did not find chicken in waffles. That would have been epic. I think that's more of a southern U.S. thing than a yeah, Belgium thing. I'd assume so. But it was the lightest, flakiest waffle I have ever tasted, even though it was enormous. Hmm. After I finished it. I didn't have that heavy feeling in your stomach. You know, if you eat waffles sometimes, you're like, if you eat too many, oh, yeah. you get the big heavy feeling in your stomach where it just kind of sits. Yeah, yeah. These were so light and flaky. They were amazing. Mm. Lizzie's Waffles in Bruges. Mm. Home run place. Fun. Yes. I'll have to remember that if I'm ever in Bruges. Yeah, yeah. If you get to Belgium, you should go to Bruges. It's worth it. All right, John, we have talked NBA playoffs, PGA Championship. We have talked 
summer read. Make sure you read chapters one through five of um, Brian Rosner, How to Find Yourself. We have talked about our various travels, New York City, London, and Brussels. We've talked Joe DiMaggio. We've talked about the Resilient Faith at Work podcast. We've talked about waffles. Mm, I do love waffles. Waffles are amazing. So I think by definition, we have covered our various and sundry topics. And so all that's left to say is, until next time, the Lord bless you all real good. Later. Later.